welcome to another episode of Bertie and Paul. I am yeah, delighted to be joined in this lovely Monday evening. I am Martin Henry. How you doing? Evening, everyone. How you doing? Yeah, fantastic. And Dan and Mikey's on holiday, so Stephen Kane comes in. Nice, easy podcast for you, Stephen. Well, I know. A bit of squad rotation. I was expecting a quiet summer. Well, that, this well, is a... Alas. Is this an emergency pod, I suppose? I suppose it is an emergency pod, isn't it? We've uh, been waiting in bated breath for the, the unveiling, whatever it was today. <laughs> so we have a... Anne just left us, uh, which, yeah, uh, that's fine. And now we move on to the next chapter. And the next chapter is with... Uh, Brendan Francis Rogers, and uh, for for rightly or wrongly, he's now now Celtic manager. So here we go. Was it was it say get down to work or let's get down to work or I don't know what did they say. And uh, let's get to work. So we might as well get to work then. Talk about it. Get to work. So I'm going to yeah. look at. I want to look at a couple of things, and I'm going to put some sort of structures. Okay, I want us to look at this. In fact, let's just talk about us as, as, as fans and our reaction to Rogers. So I'll talk about my piece as a, as a fan to Rogers before he got this job. Okay, so and it, it doesn't matter because it's like quite good for me because all this stuff's on podcasts. Everything I've got you can go back if you want to listen to my ramblings, which are many. Uh, Rogers done what he did and that's fine. Uh, what He got a lot more money. He made Celtic some money at the time. Uh, he made a lot of nine million or somewhere. He took his backroom staff and he flitted and away he went and left us with a couple of games to go and Lennon come in and, and, and save the day. And I wasn't on the Mikey Dahl world of I didn't like him or whatever. I, I don't really, I'm not really that type of person in terms of, and I, I didn't really ever call him a rat. I just, I just that that's just what it was. Rogers was the person. There was mumblings for ages. There was the China information. There was all different stuff that was going on with Moussa Dembele that I kind of didn't really like. There was all sorts of stuff that went on, and Rogers had had done what he'd set out to do. He'd done enough with Celtic. He wasn't going to do enough in Europe for me. The team was on the slide for me. The Invincibles was it was now a memory, and uh, Celtic was left by Rogers, whether or not at the end of the season or in that in a couple of seasons. And for me, we just moved on. I kept an eye on his career down south, I suppose, and uh, that was really it. I, I wasn't. Although in the podcast we always go back to to Brendan Rogers and we do go back to him because he was such a big influence and a big sort of marquee signing at the time. But I've never really not liked him. I just sort of I just think he's an interesting character in terms of his persona, his his strap lines, his his way he deals with the media, the way he deals with Celtic fans, the way he dealt with Leicester. So yeah, that, that that's me. I, I'm uh, I've got lots to say about a coach, but actually him as a person, Green Brigade, sending out messages and all that sort of stuff. I'm not really, I'm not a Green Brigade person. I'm, I'm myself and I make my own decisions, so I'm not really swayed by that sort of stuff. So like that, that's what I feel about him. Hendo, yourself, you you admire him, don't you? You like him as a guy and a coach. You met him before, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Um... I don't know. I would say I admire him. <laughs> I don't know who I admire, but I don't. don't like I, I, definitely, I, I definitely not. I, I was never in the the rat camp. Um, 
just in the he's away. Lennon came in and we carried on, uh, and I supported the guy that was there. Uh, camp. Um, so yeah, so he's back. I kind of it was funny because when he was being touted, it's kind of like a bit underwhelmed, um, and just you know. I'd obviously said I just want the club to do a decent uh, search. I don't want it to be a, a Lennon in the showers. You know, I want them to be able to say, "Well, you know, we've we've gone to the market. We've, you know, we're a, a top top European side. We're in the Champions League. We've assembled a great squad. You know, we're a great proposition at the moment. And um, you know, and go and attract top managers to it. And I think." Going by the papers, you know, there was Maresca, who's essentially, you know, bar a few games, he's never managed uh, properly. Um, the, the Norwich guy, folk, I don't even know how to say his uh, name properly, but again, you're like, really? Um, that That's the level of, of candidate we're, we're getting linked with. And then the Bodo... Glimp manager never seemed to go anywhere. That just seemed to be shut down straight away. And then suddenly you were just uh, we were just that Brendan Rogers is now the the favourite. I mean, we weren't even teased with, you know, Roy Keane, Paul Lambert, um, Owen Coyle, all these other names we used to get. <laughs> Mick, it was just Mick, like, oh, there's Mick these McCarthy. three candidates. Yeah, there's these three candidates. Uh it's not going to happen with him, so it is going to be Brendan Rodgers. Is kind of how it how it felt. It was all um, all roads seemed to lead to him. So, must say the kind of whole um, search selection, given the position we're in, you know, we're not a shambles. We're a we're in a good, strong position at the moment for someone to come in. Um, I don't know. It kind of probably feels like uh, there were people within the club wanted him back. And that's that's who they're that's who they're, they're getting. That's who it is. Um, but when when it, when it was announced today, I must admit I kind of had a chuckle and was like, "It, it is it is still uh, a big name." Um, if you think about the results he had when he was there, doing a treble invincible season doing a second treble straight after and being on course for a third before he left um, you know it is a decent name and the way I was trying to think about it was or not even the name but just you know someone who had uh, who won with us if it was Rangers getting back a manager who had won back to back trebles and was on track for a third I'd be worried about it Um as I'm sure they are as well now that he's back. Stephen, give us some, what do you think? Just just I, your, your view. I mean, we know you're sort of a bit more laid back. Uh, cheers. No, but, but, no, but you know, you look just at things a, a bit more. Just lucky. No, you look at things a bit more sort of, like there's a bit more of a... <laughs> Take life as it comes. No, but you know what I mean. Well, oh, if, I, I, let's, let's continue on that theme because I was going to wax lyrical over the last few weeks because we've gone from full again by Westlife um, when Ange left and it's mm. the, the legs I should have seen it coming I should have read the signs anyway I guess it's over and then today 
it's Natalie Imbruglia. It's torn, and it's, yeah. it's, it's well, you couldn't be that man that I adore. You don't seem to know or seem to care what your heart is for. I don't know him anymore. There's nothing where he used to lie or conversation. I should try. Anyway, I'll stop. Look, I, I, there's part of me, I, we are torn, I think. I think Natalie's is is really got it right there. Um, but there is a little bit of me that's excited by this appointment. I don't want that to, you know, I, I want to control that and manage it as we, you know, approach the season. But there is part of me that's excited. Um, I mean, we could talk about the football. I'm concerned about the way he plays out from the back. If someone plays a high press against us, we are really in danger. He needs to be a bit more worldly wise in his tactics. Um, he, he has to is be. Is that any different to how we play at the moment? It, it's actually a bit. It's maybe not as good as what we play at the moment because we've got Greg Taylor playing like Pelly in that inverted fullback position. Yeah, which... that's that's personnel wise, personnel wise, but tactic wise, it's you know that's that's what Postecoglou did. Uh, you know. To, to to similar degree that the Brendan Rogers team used to do as well, fair, if fair not point. more so. I don't know if Brendan played inverted, but you're right. No, and 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 because he never played inverted, his midfield wasn't as sort of compact. Um, but I just thought we were so exposed, more exposed under Brendan than than, than Ange, and and we were quite exposed under Ange. Don't get me wrong in Europe. But I always felt under Ange that we had, we actually were going toe to toe with Real Madrid at Celtic Park up till about the sixtieth minute, and I always thought we had a good sort of chance, and we were building something. I could see it with Brendan in Europe. I was just really concerned; it just wasn't solid enough, and he doesn't seem to change. And if you know, you go against him a high press when we make mistakes, then you know the game's over in Europe. So we need to. It needs to be a bit more pragmatic, I think. So let's, let's look at the. So my next piece is, let's just take Rogers out of the equation. Take the name out of the equation, okay? Can we do that, Hendo? Is that enough? Can we actually do that? So Celtic have went. That's Celtic what I'm have, saying. Think about the coach and the results, not yeah. who it was, but well, just that, what was achieved. Yeah. So he came third in the Euro, UEFA Europa League Group C. Spartak Moscow, Napoli, which is a good team, and Leicester was third. So he came third and then he was beating Roma in the semi-finals. Mourinho had his... Mourinho, was, Mourinho won the trophy. They beat Leicester in the, the semi-finals or to get to the semi-finals, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So that was his European campaign. So he got to Europe, he got the FA, FA, FA Cup. So he has had more European experience since uh, his time with Celtic. She's good. Um, his league, the manager that's coming in, their league was diabolical last year. I think you're going to tell me, Hendo, that he wasn't given enough money to do what he was supposed to do. But Leicester, were, essentially, we've got a manager now that relegated his club last year. It's quite, that's kind of really it. But it was interesting well, though because he, he said from the get-go last year I mean it was match of the day I think he was in a, an interview with Gary Lineker and he's, he, he could tell that things weren't right at that club right from the sort of first game of the season and um, it might have been Brendan Rodgers making it that way I don't know but you could tell that something just wasn't right there well the, the, the point is that the club the club is the club is a part of a 
it, it, it gets his money from the travel industry. So Brendan Rodgers to do, or the manager of that club to do anything, needs money from the travel industry. COVID crushed the travel industry. So he didn't have enough funds uh, to do it, what he wanted to do. Also, it was coming to the third year of Rodgers, or this manager is coming in. And the fact of the matter is, if you take the name out, they has episodes of him with a ten million contract looking that wasn't gonna leave and stuff like that. So there was sort of all sort of aggro stuff going on. Uh, and Leicester basically fell apart. Is that correct? Or am I getting Hendo, you can argue. What did you see of Leicester last year? Yeah, I mean last year Leicester were not a good team. I don't think there's a, a debate around that. Mm-hmm. I think you left with ten games to go. Mm-hmm. Um the what you, you see in the Premier League is that's enough for some managers to keep a team up. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sean Sean Deitch managed to keep Everton up. Roy Hodgson came back to Crystal Palace. Yeah, smashed and Kept them up. Mm-hmm. So you know, with ten games to go, there was still enough time for someone else to do a job, but they didn't. There was no new manager bounce. So. That kind of probably doesn't help his legacy because ultimately Leicester went down and bizarrely if they hadn't, he would have still got a little bit of credit for it almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the kind of Europe thing, I would kill to be in the semis of the Conference League. Um, yeah, yeah. Course, never mind yeah. the Europa League. So um, I don't think we can look down on that achievement and yeah you're right it's good to know that the manager coming in has been deep in a European competition which we've failed to do for a number of years um, so I think that's that's a good thing um, and yeah ultimately he managed to go to Leicester and win something mm-hmm. which, which is amazing most most managers in England will not do. They will win nothing their entire careers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to beat Chelsea, I think it was the same year that Chelsea beat Man City in the, the Champions League final. That's you know, amazing. It is, is a, pretty, a pretty big achievement. Um, and as I say, if, if someone was coming into to Rangers with that on their CV, I would be thinking, oh, they've, they've got someone decent here. Um, this guy can manage a football team and he can get people playing for him and get good results. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's a mixed bag, isn't it? It's not, it's not 100% good and it depends how much you want to cling to the, to the bad stuff. No, see, I, I think that, because I just was, this morning I thought, I'm going to do this tonight. I'm going to get, take my head out of the parap and get, do some stuff. So I did look at it. I mean, look, the league form is Stephen and Hindle, it's basically 68% possession, 68% possession, no penetration, Leicester, Leicester get beat. Roma had all the ball, they get beat. So, and I looked at loads of games, Bournemouth. In fact, actually what was interesting was in the, a lot, some, of the Europe, some of the English Premier League games, his possession stats weren't as good as you'd think. Some of them were at 30, 40 percent. Like he, I think he rocked up at, I think, Newcastle, Arsenal. Was, so, some of those three games, his possession stats weren't as 
as big as they, they, they used to be. So maybe he has changed as a manager. Um, and so I'm looking at Rogers and I'm, think, I'm thinking, is he? So first of all, I'm going to just—he is not a world-class manager, coach. I'm just nailing that in the head. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. He isn't a world-class coach. He's a really good coach, but he's not a world-class coach. I think we've got to try and get ourselves world-class coaches don't come from Leicester to Celtic and get Leicester relegated. End the story. Um, and the fact is that he's here, and that's the fact. The fact is that he's Rogers or not Rogers. This is the manager we've got now. The next part is what Stephen's talking about: is is Postecoglou left us? He's left us by a good squad. But is Rogers? Is what's Rogers' adaptability going to be like? And that mm-hmm. is that is the exciting part, Hendo, wasn't it? That's the exciting part. What can he do yeah, for the players? We've what, got we've yeah. got a great squad there, um, yeah. and we're straight into the Champions League. He doesn't even have to nav- navigate any qualifiers. Yeah, he's straight in. So I think it's about going in and managing this the squads that's there. The players that we maybe think Postecoglou is coming back for, um, making sure that they know that you know that they're going to be in a good place going forward, and if they want to be successful footballers, to to stick around. If they want to be rich footballers, then you know go down to England. See you later. No, <laughs> you know mm. ultimately we want players at Celtic who are there to win, not to pick up a paycheck, which is again totally different from players motivations to go to the English Premier League most of them that go there ain't going to win anything the thing is Stephen in terms of tactics like there is always a wee bit at the back of your head with Posse Cockle's European stuff is if we got a more pragmatic coach in could these players have done better now Rogers, I take it from the information we're getting has sold this on him coming back and on okay then Barryfield and that stuff, great. That's great. We're gonna we're gonna make. We don't see that. Celtic fans don't see that, and we won't see the benefits of that for ten years or five years. He's saying that. Well, it seems like he's saying, or it's been leaked to different journalists that he is going to get a European, going to put us on a European pedestal. And, and that, in, in my head, would be then that we'd have to be a, a wee bit more practical in Europe. And I think we've got the players to do that for definite. And is Rogers going to? Because Rogers not is not selling himself anymore, is he? Really, he's fifty, whatever age he is. He's not selling the Rogers. He was trying that type of football. He might be a bit more practical uh, in Europe. And, and again, that's interesting to see. But whether or not he can do that, remain, that's the exciting part. Can he actually do it? Can he change it? Or does he need to change it, Stephen? You think? Well, I suppose if you look at like. Like Rogers, one of the positives is that he's not been out of the game. It's not like Eddie Howe who was out of the game, and yeah. you're always a bit suspect to the guys that like, I've been out of the game, but I've been studying all the game, and I've been going and watching the American football. And you're like, all right, okay, I've heard that before. At least Brendan Rogers was there. He was accountable, um, and he was in a you know a top a top league, if you want to call the Premier League that. So, and he was playing in Europe and 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 doing well. So, look, I think it's good. It's just what how. You know, do we give him the full reins of Celtic and he becomes this big sort of manager and stature and has all the control again? Or do we actually put a bit more of a tighter rein on him this time um, in terms of the transfers and 
uh, in different areas so that he's more focused on perhaps just coaching um, and, and and manage that ego a little bit. We need to probably, I mean, they've probably thought about this because I've been, you know, for a few months and I'm sure this has been uh, how, how they market him returning because everyone knows, you know, we're not, you know, it's we've, we've bought into that emotional hearts sort of uh you know they, they, they won the hearts over and and but now we just can't have that it's got to be really business-like with Rogers. I think they've got to rein him in a little bit um you know would be my take on it um but he's got you know he's got a lot of time to prepare for Europe you know his signings have to be signings that last beyond his sort of a tenor so we need a bit more governance around about him, whether it's a sporting director or or something that just works. So there's a bit of continuity there, um, and we don't get left with these big money signings. But you never, we might get down to Leicester and take, you know, say Johnny Evans in for a year or something like that. I don't know. We might cherry pick some of their players. Hendel, my, my, I mean, we we did like I never knew Rogers was coming. I didn't really believe it until last week. So me and you did have a big argument. Ages ago, when I said he's, I thought his tactics with Leicester are just poor, and he's 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 on the slide. And I I I hope that's not the case, but the fact is that he is still. And I've looked at Leicester forums. It's the set pieces because Johnny Evans said it. Set pieces are Achilles' heels. Roma game. Brendan Rodgers says we can't get set pieces right. Now Rangers are front-loading big, tall guys because Bill must know that's his opportunity against Rodgers is this set pieces. And that worries me a lot about Rodgers is that he never seems to get the handle. Sorry, um, the teams I've watched him is the set-piece thing. And I, I, I'm, I'm hoping he, he gets some sort of with Carter Vickers and Starfelt, maybe another defender in there, we get a bit more onus and just go and win the balls, you know what I mean? sorting that stuff out yeah I think um, teams teams will play in, in different ways and concede concede goals so I mean uh, Gordon Strachan's team ironically um, you know went weeks and weeks without keeping a clean sheet and conceding goals but we're still getting into the, the latter stages of the Champions League so I don't know. I wouldn't. It's not one that I get hung up on. Uh, a Brendan Rodgers team can't defend a, a set piece. You might tell me statistically. Well, that's that's factual. They don't. Mm. I, I'm not worried about it. I'm more worried about uh, how how we deliver our own set pieces. Um, yeah, yeah. How we how we are in the final third, um, because ultimately. Um, if we can score more than the opposition, then then we'll be fine. Um, yeah, I, I don't want us to be a soft touch. Um, yeah, big time. But if if uh, if if Rangers' tactics for the coming season against us are to put high balls into the box, which is what they did last season to no real avail, then then that's that's fine. That's if that's what we think. Is going to be their, their best course what of did, action. What did you think of the unveiling today? It was low key, wasn't it? It's definitely done. It was definitely different from the. Unless I missed something. Maybe I missed something. Maybe did he fall out of a helicopter or something and <laughs> a parachute? 
<laughs> or did they... Yeah, I've not I've not seen anything from the, the ground or anything, but I don't even know uh, where, where he signed the paperwork, if it was in London, if it was in Spain. Um so I, I don't know. He's possibly not in the country and isn't due to now start work because it is probably officially kind of summer holiday mm-hmm. period. He's probably got another week or so before he officially starts. You're you're uh the the family it was that 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 kind of caught my eye slightly. It was good for me and my family. It's interesting, just an interesting, you know what I mean. Putting his family in there, maybe a wee bit more softer, a softer approach that I'm here. So I mean, maybe that does mean that he's going to maybe stick around for a wee bit longer. Well, I, just re- repeating rumours from the football coach in a couple of weeks ago. Someone had mm-hmm. said that he was moving here anyway, regardless um, for the kids in school. Um, is it Stirling or somewhere? They were it? kind of in that kind of high school age, I think. Um, okay. They were at Kelvin Side Academy before and they were wanting to go back there because one of the mums knew his wife or something. How true that is, I don't know. But it was in their plans anyway. This is kind of where they were going to be spending the, the high school years. Mm-hmm. So, say, that is... That is a third-hand bit of information at the football coaching from a few weeks ago before he was even being touted as a favourite for the manager. It's funny. It's like it, this is a funny Celtic is the biggest soap opera in the world for definite, and it's just weird that he's back. Like I can't, I actually can't. Like I was walking down the town centre looking at my phone today, going, "Well, there he's back," and I was waiting for like a big YouTube announcement and like fireworks, and and it was just like that's it. You know, it's just they could have done they could have done this on Friday, they could have done it on Saturday, they could have done anything. Just sent out a tweet, Brendan's back, let's get to work. And then we just got on with it. So maybe we will I mean that's what I really want. I want it to be business like. I don't want to hear this long winded stuff. I don't want him selling books. I don't want these mad interviews by Tom English and I don't want a book either. And if anyone's listening from the family, please don't buy me. I got his book twice and it was absolute drivel. He's got to focus on what he's good at. And what Brendan Rogers is good at is he's, he's a salesman in certain ways. He's also a good coach. There's no denying that. And he will be going and hopefully stabilise the players. The players will want to play for him, hopefully. Mm. And they will be excited by him. You know, he's the sort of guy that gets them all together, gets them going, can motivate them. Not in the way that that Lennon does, but collectively gets a sort of group together. McGregor will know what's coming. You know, John Kennedy, I know, used to slag him, but actually maybe it's quite good that he's staying. Oh, oh, oh handle, handle. Just no, but maybe, maybe it is. It's a bit of sort of continuity. Not too sure about the whole Scott Brown's coming back. You know, you know I think we've got Stephen McManus in there. I think we should promote him into the, the A team of the, the coaching staff. Um, and then, you know, we should go Stephen McManus, give him a shot at it. And then if, you know, it doesn't really work or whatever, then Scott Brown can come in the next cycle. But it's too too soon for Scott Brown to come back. I'm not, I, I think that's a whole market employ to offset the people that don't like Brendan Rodgers. Celtic now, we need to calm the emotions with Celtic. And now it's almost that like the club's trying to mature a little bit, hopefully. We get away from all this, you know, the Celtic manager's like a father figure to us and you know and, and Ange was like her father essentially and it was like devastating when he left and all this even though he'd only been there two years we need to get move away from that and just focus in on getting results and making sure that we're back 
you know, in Europe, we've got a fortress at Celtic Park. We win our home games in Europe and we do well away. And focusing on that, really, I mean, we have to do that. And, and Brendan Rodgers has to sort he's of part. come in. He's got to play his part. He really has to. Um, or he's, he's getting papped out. I mean, he's gone if he doesn't. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot more pressure on him second time around because he's got a massive point to prove because there will be a I don't know what proportion of the support but there's certainly a proportion of the support who don't want him back uh, for what he did uh, and also some who don't want him back because they also in addition to that don't think he's a good manager Um, I think is he a good manager? I think he's got enough decent results in there to suggest he is. Did he do a bad thing? It felt bad at the time. Was it unforgivable for me? I'm going to say no because because you met him. And, well, no, I'm just saying because he's back now. And what am I going to no, do? Awesome. Not not support him and not support the team? Uh, no, I'm going to I'm going to get on with it. By the way, that um, picture is absolutely brilliant, Martin, of you meeting. And it is, it is it's Brendan Rogers meets Martin Henry for anyone that's listening. Um, if you can just picture that, it is, you've just got that sort of aura, like you've just basically taken Brendan's aura and it's almost and his like office. You're in, well, it's, it's, and his office, yeah. Um, you're inviting him in for a wee chat. Um, Kick it in the ass. No, I mean, the thing I said though as well, I mean, there is definitely I mean, two things, I keep saying this to myself, two things can be true at the same time. Like, I, I'm annoyed. I was, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not for two weeks, I'm annoyed at Celtic have put me in this position as a one person of a zillion people that support the club. I, I'm annoyed by it. I thought we could have went, but I'm of the mindset that Celtic should freshen up. They should, they should go and get the best young coach. But that, that with it brings issues, it brings make brings chances of instability, it brings that that terrible thing that we might be beating the Rangers, and I understand there's lots of Celtic fans that just want to beat Rangers I understand that I understand that Derek Desmond wants stability, and I get that but my, you know, you listen to me every couple of weeks, you know I'll, and I probably I hate that we should be lucky to have him I think that that in itself drives me demented because I, I really think that Celtic are a brilliant football club, well-run club. And I think we need to get away from that mentality, but I understand I can't shift it in my bedroom in Dublin, you know, that way. So you've got to try and... And also, as you say, the game, the dice has been... Uh, and I'm never going to... You're not going to spend 50 years of supporting Celtic with everything happening that you wanted to happen. We had two years of it. Sorry, I had two years of it near enough with Ange. And now we get Brendan Rodgers back. And then we go again. It's a, definitely a different relationship. I just what did, did you... So you're just jumping in, but Martin, you mentioned about the first game back at Celtic Park. Um <clears throat> What's your sort of thoughts? What's what's that going to be like? You know, when Brendan comes out, does that clappy thing? Like, he's quite good to clappy thing. He doesn't any. Gives a big always, he always pats people like sort of mocking. He's so disingenuous. You know, everything about him, like that clip today when he, the tricker sent about the Queen. He's like, 
he's talking about when he met the Queen twice and all that. You're like, Brendan, like, just be genuine. Like, I know he did, he did a uni course on psychology or something, like that, and it's just like I know he did that, and that's great. But just stop it. Be normal. But I mean, he can't. Yeah. Maybe he can't. Maybe he just. No, he can't. has. But at the second time, when he's got to stop, we can't take his drivel. We can't take his book. We can't take yeah, him in homes. Think, we can't take that slanderous Danny McGrain stuff. Um, but I think he he has to come in and know that that actually yeah. no one cares if he's if he's a nice guy or not. All all we care about is winning and. We don't want the backstory because we've heard it before. No, we don't want. We and don't now want the a lot Irish of people. Anton Logan aren't buying it. No, no, no want. one's buying it. Not a lot of folk. No one. I mean, we should do a wet sponge at half time. Can the paradise windfall? Danny McGrain runs out. He's tracking on. Everyone's cheering. And all that. Brendan Rodgers getting the wet, and, and Danny just throws a big wet sponge at him or something, like that, and then that's it. We we'll laugh it off. We all Danny, move on. Danny McGrain runs out. Danny <laughs> kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> Danny, the thing is, but these things are just. Runs them over. Stories. I mean, um, I mean, the thing about Brendan Rodgers is, and I know Barry's not listening now. Barry's thrown up different people. The fact is that Brendan Rodgers is a story within a story. You know what I mean? Like he, he gets to the the, the top job at Celtic. He can't help himself. He talks and he does all that stuff, and and we all listen to it. And we all take it in and like that. That I mean, you, but you remember it as well, like. His dad made him paint the fence, remember? <laughs> Just like to get his whatever. But the fact is that Rogers maybe now is at a stage of his life where I just I'm hoping that he is not a busted flush tactically. And coaching wise, the game has moved on and we become a passing, passing team for passing sake. I think if you look at Morocco. And these different clubs, they started coming on at these teams now. I think there's a bit more dynamic play involved. You look at Man City, they moved this year. They changed the way they played. They bought Haaland. They changed where John Stones was playing. People are following Pep Guardiola. So is Ange. They're all following these systems. Roger's system seems to me slightly dated. But he's an intelligent guy. So there's no, there's no reason why we can't change. Uh, the, the, Jack, the John... I actually feel sorry for John Kennedy. Why not just let him go? But I suppose we, we need that sort of consistency as well. He's been played, he's had there, he's had his time with him, but well, with well, John... He's free, he's free to design at any time he wants. Yeah, no, I know that. No, I know, yeah. You're right, sorry. sorry. You're right. I don't, don't think, I don't think we've got a gun to his head. I'm sure it was <laughs> talked about uh, and a new contract was renegotiated. Someone, <laughs> someone put on Twitter, they said, hashtag free, free John Kennedy. <laughs> so maybe we have, I don't know. I know, Hendel. No. <laughs> no, we definitely don't have a gun. He's free to leave. I mean, I don't really know what he does, but when he puts the, co- he puts the coins out better than the next man, so keep him, keep him for now. The Harry Kuehl one's a strange one. Like, he's like that, like the Aussie guy left. But like Crocodile Dundee, even Crocodile Dundee goes in the way and does his stuff, and then well, the guy's left at the pub. Like, Harry, Harry Kiel was going to be like a spear. It's good for his CV, but isn't it Brendan Rogers, isn't it? The, the, the Brendan Rogers hype machine. I thought he was an Ange man, though. So, Hendo, what's your, what's your view then? In the, is it, so, give me, give, give me a, you like your timelines, Hendo. So, give me what we're we saying. We're saying 18 months before he starts, are we, we going to see it? Are we going to see Rogers three years? 
what's your what's your sense of it, Hindu? Give us your give us your schoolboy sort of running away with yourself sense of it. It could possibly happen. You think we could get through the? Think we could get in a European final with them? Or like a, a, a group stage, a Champions League. I think success. Obviously, we're going straight into Champions League, so I think success right, would be watching. getting third, getting into yeah. Europa, and progressing in Europa. I think if we got to a semi, that would be you know. That would be dreamland. Even just getting through a knockout tie, a knockout tie post Christmas, would wow. remarkably be something we have not done for yeah. so long now. Um, that that would be deemed progress and and good progress. Yeah, you're you're uh, you're the fact that the fact that David Moyes took West Ham and stuff like that. So. You, it does galvanise a club as well, doesn't it? We, we could we could really do with that sort of European stuff. Fuck. Yeah, definitely. It's really funny, but into the Celtic culture, the Celtic stuff about the, the the social media stuff, like the WhatsApp groups buzzing, and the Celtic fans just care so much about their club, don't they? And nobody really should be falling out over it. It's just been really good discussions about Rodgers, and you kind of care for Celtic. It's just part and parcel of the club we are, you know, you know, the way how quickly yeah. Ange moves on and just does whatever he's doing, doesn't go on hold, you know, that sort of stuff. And you're sh- you, the good thing about this is that the good thing is the, the shift of focus was immediate. It wasn't, we weren't pure limp biscuit kicking about summertime <laughs> looking for, you know what I mean? Was I was so- going to, I was going to ask Barton, so I'm all for transparency and I <laughs> would love the in candidates. The in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Like this is a football podcast. Um, so yeah, I'd love the, the, to see the candidates like walking along the Gallagher or like Sky News doing there's a sort of car coming and, and then they walk up the steps and then you're like, Oh, it's Mick McCarthy's made it he's gone back in again, he's made it to the psychometric. Let's not kid let's not kid ourselves. Why can we not have the candidates watch no, them all go in? There is no candidates, there is no interview process. There's Celtic knew exactly what they were doing. That's not they just throw a few guys out there, Paul Parker. Scott yeah, Parker. I, know, but I want to I want to watch Scott Davey Parker Roy's. walk up. No, I want to watch Scott Parker just not. walk in up Celtic Park and we're all like, oh go on Scott he's got his interview Rogers, we're going to give you 3.5 verbal reasoning four years Rogers, that right magic they're all over getting a nice businessman trip in Spain but why do they need to go to like, London for a, a business just do it at Celtic Park in front of the fans full transparency today we're going to interview Scott Parker let's see how he gets on well I think probably for confidentiality reasons in case he's going for more than one job he can't be seen walking up the Celtic way um, he's can't, he's he wants to be the manager he's, he's got to walk that, up the Celtic bag way of cans. I love the bag that, of cans that's an, stuff. Obvious, that. that's an obvious start um, I love that I, I think Rogers. see Rogers really was like a man of people can you imagine if like, there was 60,000 Celtic fans back the first game Hendo you're not there there's just like a bag of cans under every single seat. Can you imagine that? It's Rogers, a great guy. But imagine if your task were writing the banner for when he returns. You'd just be, you'd oh, be in a state of flux. You'd be in a complete state of flux. What do you say? Would I write? Would I, I, what yeah, do you I do? Is the green banner? I don't know. I mean, it, 
torn by Natalie and Brulia. I don't know. Genuinely don't know. Come on, let's think. Let's think. Let's think. Let's sky blue. Your task with writing a banner for Brendan's first game back. Welcome back, Brendan. (laughs) All is forgiven. It didn't hurt as much. I don't know. What do you write? Well, well, you just stick to your not it's, it's not you, it's yeah. us. I mean, it's I don't like, know. I just beat Rangers for us, please, Brendan. Like, what do they write? What do they write? Let's not get hung up on what uh, Danny was right. A corner of the ground <laughs> thinks. <laughs> oh, yes. Just, just, be, just be your own person, have your own views. <laughs> well, there we go. So we, we're, we're, well, now yeah. a, we're now going to a long Ashes summer with the, the cricket and then all these sort of little jobs that Leeds United will take over and that sort of stuff and then and then I suppose the only thing we didn't talk about is <laughs> Rogers is a nightmare on the transfer <laughs> but we should see some marquee signings and we should see no, the Brendan Rogers Mar- bounce I don't, Mar- I don't want marquee signings I want us to <laughs> Tommy manage the team I don't want these marquee signings I don't want loan deals I want Celtic to continue the way they've been going Nice I think they'll do that. I think, I think the players, there's a couple of facets to them coming back. It's the fans that they'll need to work on. I think the Johnny players... Evans. Johnny I, Evans is rubbish. I think the players... I've just said them par example, but I think he'll get the players that are there quite excited. right? And I think there's no doubt about that. And you'd have to have a strong case to say that that won't be the, you know, the case. I think players that will stabilise. Fans is a different matter, you know. Um, do all the emotions and stuff, but I think he'll be looking for a couple of decent signings to come in and improve the improve. Imagine. I don't know if Joe Hart can, you know, yeah, that was all right, but can Joe Hart play it out the way that? But then Craig Gordon couldn't he a sandwich every time he played. Joe, Joe Hart's playing it out at the moment. He's yeah, exactly. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's where I'm. Joe it's Hart can deal. deal. We, do, we, know Joe, we know Joe Hart can't play it out already. <laughs> but Joe Hart loved hands, didn't he? Joe Hart was Angie's, he was his megaphone, really, wasn't he? Yeah. I wonder if Joe Hart's right. going to go off, lads, I'm 37 or something, I can't be doing that rubbish. Also as well as I like, think the whole loan thing as well, though, Jota, Carter oh, Vickers, Ida, they were loans that the club got in. Mm. Um, and not all of them um, Maeda fair enough I think that was obviously Ange influence did Ange scour the Portuguese leagues for Jota and pluck Carter Vickers from obscurity at Tottenham was that him or was that the club so I don't know I think there was a lot there was still a lot of players came in under Ange and yet a lot of the Far East players did well because you know, Kyogo is obviously the poster boy of that, but there was still a couple who haven't done so well, and there's still been plenty of players have come in under his tenure. They haven't been anywhere near the squad, but um, for whatever reason, that doesn't seem to get associated with him. Whereas for previous managers, players that have come in and not done anything, but it was the manager's fault. So we kind of were a lot. I would say we're a little bit inconsistent with how we deal with that. Um, we're not going. We're not going to deal with that. We're not going to agree with that handle. But we're not. I mean, Chev Rogers slagged off the club for buying too many. He started turning against the club. Like Celtic fans just have got no memories. He turned against the club and started playing his way out. So the transfers needs to be signed, delivered, and it's my guys, my time. 
There but, is that, no, but you're just agreeing. You're agreeing with my point then by saying no, that. but no, but no, but that's the fact. The fact is that he did buy under his tenure. There was the Postecoglou has got a far better strike rate than most Celtic managers have had. In fact, all Celtic Postecoglou's strike rate in transfer market can't be read can't be redone. There's no way Rogers will do but that. That, that depends, though, because. If you look at the players that came in in his first window, there were a number of players that came in that have never been anywhere near the first team squad. But what I'm saying is none of them get classed as, you know, the club ultimately probably signed them, not Posta Coglu, but for whatever reason, um, we just focus on the players that he signed and were a success. Brendan Rodgers still signed some good players, and the club still signed some bad mm. players, but you can't you can't treat the two things differently. Postecoglou signed a ton of players, and he's had eleven good players come in the door. But he also signed probably, if you look at it, there's probably been ten players that he signed that have never kicked a ball for the first team. Okay, we might look at that. one look, Ange's done, isn't he? The fact is that Celtic, under Rodgers, didn't buy a left-back replacement for Tierney. And Rodgers, Rodgers held the transfer stuff over as a wee bit. This time, I'd like it to be a bit more smoother in terms of... Like, Jack Henry. I mean, Jack Henry's career, I mean, he could have been lost. I mean, Rodgers, for all the, the man-match coaching nonsense we talk about, Jack Henry was put to the slaughter. It was used as a look. What, look what I had to buy. If you gave me more money, I could have bought somebody better. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, Jack Henry nice. was playing and That's getting absolutely nice. berated by all the fans as well. That how we ended up with mm. Jack Henry. That wasn't that wasn't some hard luck story. You know, the, the the majority opinion of the time that Jack Henry was playing was that he wasn't good enough for us. I think with Jack Henry as well. It, um, I don't know too much about like, Brendan Rodgers the fans but, I, but uh, the, the club sold him and we should have had a better sell on fee just in case as a backup we, we didn't get it right um, but that's what happens sometimes Celtic have benefited more from sort of sell on clauses than than not I suppose so that was the one that we, we sort of probably messed up a wee bit Lewis, yeah, but there was players he probably wanted at the time as well that we didn't get I mean it was yeah. under Rodgers we, we didn't get John McGinn wasn't it and hmm, that's right. Put the put put the bid together for John McGinn, and you know, Dermot Desmond, a pretty good player. <laughs> By all accounts, <laughs> I mean, quite well in his career, but we wouldn't stretch to whatever Hibs were paying. So, but, I'm but, sure but, there's for every player that you can name that you know was an unsuccessful. There's probably also unsuccessful transfers that went ahead as well. Uh, but as I say, it's mixed, and it happens with all the managers. But for whatever reason, we're we're definitely getting a bit more fixated with it under. Oh, but that is under the, Brendan Rodgers. But, but the reason is there's actually with Lennon. The reason is they come back. So if you're going to come back, Lennon came back, and you look at his transfer. You're like, what was he doing? Half the time, Rodgers comes back. So the minute he come back, you only can look at his Graham Spears body of evidence. Andrew G- Gutman. Manny Perez, Timothy Weir, Oliver Burke, Yusef Mumbayu from Kilmarnock. I mean, 
Mumbai was a Rogers signing, was he not? Daniel Azani, Emil Gale, it's, I can't even see his name anymore. Lewis Morgan, Lewis Morgan up front playing for us. Patrick Roberts, good. Bayou, Johnny Hayes was great. Kubasi was supposed to be the next Scott Brown. Uh, so Christian Gamboa, De Vries. I don't know. I don't, I, 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 again, Hendo, you're right. You are right. What I'm trying to say is the Celtic have moved on from that under Postacoglu. We got our transfer better and hopefully you're right. That, that's it, it what was, I'm saying. I think we're saying we have, but I think if you actually look back at all the players Postacoglu has had come in, whether he signed them or not, just as you're kind of saying with Rogers there, um, that all these players came in, did he honestly go out and say, I really want this guy that plays for Kelly? He must have. He must have. Uh, wanted, he wanted Marvin Compere. Must have. I, I don't know, but did 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 Ange want James McCarthy? But Ange wanted. Ange wanted. Yeah. Did he want? Did Ange want Liam Scales? Yeah, but Liam Scales was bought. Like Ange no, came no, no. out. Did did Ange go come go to the board and say? No, I want but you to go Liam Scales. Liam Scales. Shamrock Rovers for us. Liam Scales was bought when Ange was in flux. Ange came out and no, sat. Well, no, he wasn't. He was in the summertime, isn't it? Andrew was in the door. Andrew was already in the door this time two years ago. He had two months of a transfer window. He, he had players to, came he in to while rely, he was there. He had to rely on Celtic. When he, when he stopped relying on Celtic, Rogers bought these players when he was in the door, like a year later. Like Andrew's bought his, his Japanese players at different mm-hmm. stages. Andrew bought Moussa Dembele straight away. The belly was a phenomenal player. That's right. Correct. Lord, uh, Patrick Roberts, Rogers. brilliant. Johnny Hayes was great. Stuart Sinclair. Oswald Edward. I think for the record, it was actually Ronnie Dyla had uh, initially got Roberts on loan. Was it? Okay. But he kept him, I suppose. Scotson. So, yeah. And then Kylo Turi. So yeah, there's, <laughs> but there's, but there's always that sort of bounce at the start. I thought... And it was to do with money. It was to do with Celtic. Well, it seemed to do with money. That was but that. That goes back to the point where you, you, you know, do we give these managers like Ange and, you know, like Brendan Rodgers in the past, that Martin O'Neill probably as well, do we give them that sort of a free reign that they, they take over the whole club? You know what I mean? Oh. Or do we sort of narrow that down a wee bit and just make sure that you know they're they're just coaching and you know they're 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 coming up with some players? But I think with with the targets for the you can never go for one specific player. You need to say, I like the characteristics of this type of striker and then there's maybe two or three and then you, you go after them with that. That's the thing about the thing, Hendo, which I'm interested in seeing is that Celtic keep up, try and stay, try and bring through these players that we're supposed to have in our, our books. You know that way? I, I, I'd like to see Rogers being that coach and bringing people through without his buying Christian Gamboa, you know that way? But then maybe that's just me dreaming again. And we're, just, we're always going to buy, for every good player, we buy five tough players. Uh, possibly. I said, yeah. Um, yeah, the other, the, other, the other piece of looking at, the, looking at the, the stuff, the other thing with Roger's reign was it's, it's the promises he makes, it's the U2, isn't it? You have to be very careful of managing that piece. And we said in Bell, he was promised this 
I don't know. There's always there's always that sort of two sides to it, but we seem to have managed that well the last couple of years under Postecoglou. But then maybe he just wasn't there enough, long enough for it to come through. Maybe this is uh, the next uh, year. But so we're on. To, we're off to our next our next uh, uh, season with Brendan Rodgers. Uh, so are you excited, Hendo? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Very much looking you've forward actually, to it. You've actually made me a bit more positive about it. Uh, you always do handle me. You're, 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 you're quizzing my, my mad uh, reflections and stuff. Stephen, are you happy enough? Yeah, I am, but it's going to be contained. You know, it's going to be managed this time. I'm not going to get carried away. I'm just going to keep it very tight. Yeah, I, um, I, yeah. I'm tired of it just now. I'm just it's too much Celtic for me. I'm one, a couple of weeks away from it and then hopefully we come back. But yeah, the... Uh, it's was just one like, small thing before we jump off but was Brendan Rodgers was he quick in the tranny market or did he take his time or was he 11th hour tranny stuff or I can't remember when did he do his business uh, I think until Ange came in it's always been slow hasn't it it's always felt like last minute until yeah uh, it seemed to be windows were opening and players were in or because it was far east the players were in before the window even became an issue yeah, yeah, he was definitely. I mean, they're definitely. I'm leaving it down that path, Stephen. But it was definitely. <laughs> he was definitely. Uh, but then that was that was Lawwell. I mean, Lawwell was in there as well. I mean, you forget that Lawwell was in doing his stuff, his his negotiations. He's <laughs> 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 great trickery. Trickery. Yeah, he's he's slight of hand to get some deals. Now. <laughs> So he doesn't have to deal with that because apparently the the new CEO loves him, Rogers. So they work really well together. So maybe the players will come in, but I, uh, yeah, maybe it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm just I'm tired of it. I'm actually just tired of it now. I just want Celtic to go away and for a couple of weeks come back. Just want a couple of transfers. Just want the season to start now. And the other thing as well, <laughs> I thought, you know, you don't. If Atati wants to go or Jota wants to go, whatever, just. That matter of fact, man, I just do it, just get rid, move on, you know what I mean? So, uh, I don't think they will. I think they'll, they want to stay for the Champions League, and players seem to like Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think it stabilizes from that fact. It's more just the fans, how he can just, he's got to tone it down hugely. But then, he's, I mean, you'll be dying to tell us Anton Rogan. Was his great player, and we lived through that period, and he wasn't. So he's got to just tone it down, or else he's out the door. Um, well, but that's but that's but the thing. Leopard like, doesn't change his spots. That's the only thing. But then, I mean, he just loves all that stuff. That the minute stuff. He, the minute we get him and Beal up against each other, it's just gonna, it's gonna be box office handle. Box office. I hope, I mean. he, hope he claps Beal in the back of the head like he does. He's that mocking sort of like <laughs> yeah, thing yeah, that he yeah. does. I've just schooled you there, Bill. He's a good coach. We can't deny that. And he's a good coach. Um, He's just got to tone it down this time, you know. And and this is what it is. Dermot Desmond's made the decision that we've got Brendan Rodgers, and we need to roll, go with it. You know what I mean? And get behind him. Um, Even if the banner just says, "Let's all get behind Brendan," or "Let's all get behind the club." You we know, can't get in front with, of with Brendan as the coach and a toned down. You can't get in front of Brendan because he's so small you would be able to see him. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, 
Imagine if he leaves us. Imagine if he leaves us. Well, that's it. We're the, we're the Bournemouth manager's job came up. We all thought he was off to that this afternoon. It's like Morris Johnston of the management world. Hendo wants to see the contract signed. Like, a 14 day killing off period of both parties. Don't. Yeah. It's just a wee shout out to Barry. He's sat in his shed tonight. I still. And, and I don't like when Celtic don't have a manager. It's very unnerving. Everything yeah. in your life just goes to pot. <laughs> yeah, when Celtic don't have a manager. But I would love to see the candidates walk up Celtic Park. It would just give me so much joy. But um, there again... No, I, there was no candidates. It's just Brendan Rodgers getting the door. Well, there's Andy Walker's thing about it. He's giving up his and job Andy, in Sky. Andy Walker's away from Sky. I mean, He's having a stab, at, a stab at management. That letter that, that, letter that I wrote must have... <laughs> Anyway. Never, never mind Mbappe's letter. I wrote a letter to Sky saying, get that walker off. <laughs> Follow the Chris point. Right, so I'll, maybe we'll speak in the next couple of weeks when uh, Johnny, Johnny <laughs> Evans gets signed for Selig. And Hendo, you, you any, have you any sort of fantasies of meeting him again? Young Rogers? Any? No? No. My my fantasy at the moment is to to meet Ange and say how come you signed Oliver Abogard and had to was he so bad that you had to send him back mid season along with Moritz Jens because apparently none of your signings are bad. Can, can you explain why you've spent four million pounds on Burnaby? Because he ain't going to cut it. That's that's why I fantasize about and then it kind of. It's the myth to bed that Postacoglu never had a bad signing and his activities in the transfer market were like a hit rate of 100%. You think, you think Postacoglu's signed just now like his Instagram following or following looks at he's like, you know, my stuff's been off a cliff here. I was going to get a feeling he's going to be a lonely Spurs manager like trying to Trying to get some chat chatting time with uh, Gary Lineker and nobody's talking. He's to gone. He's just Postacoglu's gone. Brendan's <laughs> back. We're, yeah, that's it. Uh, why did, you, why did you get the goalie from Dundee United, Seagrist, age 30 years old, <laughs> and never give him a single minute the whole season? Why did you do that, Ange? We've still ended up with Scott Bain playing when Joe Hart mm. doesn't. That's, that's not fair. Okay, so... These are the things that I'm fantasizing about. <laughs> <laughs> not a bucket, not a bucket and spade, spade and largs or something like that. No, no. A nice wee holiday, yeah. end, though. Oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> right. Fantastic, guys. Thanks for everybody for listening. And uh, fingers crossed, uh, Brendan Rogers gets gets to work. Fingers crossed, Dan and Mike will be back. So you don't need yeah, Dan and Mike about the holiday. Yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Hendel. Brown. Well done, mate. All the best. Bye-bye. Cheers, everyone. Good night. All the best. I'm on the hoops. God bless you.